All right, do we have our Bibles today? Do we? Okay, well, turn or uh, open up your app and go to the book of Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. The title of my message this morning is Don't Stop Now. Don't Stop Now. We're going to take a look at a kind of an interesting story and, and, and here's the setting, okay? Uh, enough of us have watched uh, the Ten Commandments on TV that we could even kind of visualize this story when, um, when, when Moses uh, kind of extended his arm, right? Charlton Heston, Moses, same thing. And, and, uh, and the Red Sea parted, right? And, and the children of Israel went through uh, and they crossed over onto dry land. This story picks up right where that left off. And it's an interesting journey. It's a very interesting journey. Because how many of you know the goal that God had for the people of God, for the children of Israel, was not just to cross the sea and then to be on the other side saying, oh no, what do we do? God had a purpose. God had a plan. He wanted to bring them to the promised land. Can you say amen? amen. Now, this is a, a bit of a journey on the way to the promised land. And it's very, very interesting. And I would say it's very similar to maybe what many of us have experienced or maybe are experiencing right now as we as we journey for God's best in our lives. Let me show you what I mean. Why don't you stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this together. Exodus chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 22. And we're going to go all the way to verse 27. Just about seven verses. Six, seven verses is all we're going to read today. Here's what it says. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea. Okay, so we're picking up right there. And they went into the desert of Shur. For three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That's why the place is called Marah. Literally means bitter. Verse 24. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? And then Moses cried out to the Lord, And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. And there the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And then they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. And they camped there near the water. Let's pray. Lord, I pray, especially for the person today who might find themselves in a situation where they're tempted just to give up. They're tempted to stop on the way to the journey for what you truly have for them. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, that 
you would speak to us today. And God, I love you. I thank you for what you will do. And it's in your name that we ask this and everybody said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. So, we have a very, very interesting story. Um, Like I told you, this, this story starts on the other side of the Red Sea. And Moses is now leading the people from there. And eventually, at the end of the story, they get to a place called Elim. And it was at that place, after this bit of a journey, after all that they'd been through, this place was the place that that had 12 springs of water, drinkable, usable water, and 70 (laughs) palm trees, as I look at the banks now that are 20 feet high in our parking lot. 20 palm trees, Lord Jesus, send spring right away, okay? Elim. Can I ask you this morning, what is your Elim? What is that place that God wants to bring you to? That is a place of refreshing, health, protection, What is that place? For you, maybe it's, it's a, uh, a different level in your spiritual life. A higher place. Maybe for you, it's very specific. Maybe your Elam looks like your job situation and how you want that to get better. Or a relationship with somebody that is hurting today. Maybe for you, it's a certain direction that you've been praying for, or, or you have a specific prayer that you're praying. Maybe you're trusting God to heal your body, and, and, and your Elam would be that healing. For others of you, and I know that we prayed earlier that God would forgive us of our sins, but for some of you, there's a daily battle, there's a daily struggle against temptation or maybe even addiction. As Jonathan just saying, we, we want to bring our addictions to the foot of the cross. Amen? God very much wants to be involved in our restoration and in our, in our recovery that way. I, I don't know what your particular Elam looks like and how long you've been journeying to get there. But as I look at the journey that the people of God had here, there were some places a few places that they found themselves in on the way to God's best for them. On the way to Elam. That would have been a good title, On the Way to Elam. There would have been some stops that were challenging along the way. And I'm looking at some people here today you know what Elam looks like, or at least you've got an idea what Elam looks like. You've got an idea what the, what the end game is, but the problem is, the problem is, is that you have been stuck in one of these places that we just read about. And you have yet to experience God's whatever it is for you because you've been stuck in one of these other places. 
And today I want to uncover some of these places for you. Maybe you can relate to a bunch of these or one of these. First of all, let me take you to what I call the place of deliverance. The place where God delivers us. The place where God delivers us. Verse 22. Let's not lose the first half of this verse. Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the desert of Shur. Moses led Israel from the Red Sea. Could I remind you what the people of God were leaving behind? They had been trapped in slavery and bondage for years and years and years. They had been praying that God would set them free from the Egyptians. And Moses finally was the answer that God used to get the people out of Egypt and take them through the Red Sea. That moment that they crossed over the Red Sea, that represented their total freedom from the bondage that they had in the past. Don't lose this. Don't lose this. It's one thing to come to church. And it's one thing to start doing things right. But God wants to totally set you free from the things that occupied your past. God wants to totally set you free from the bondages that you may have experienced in your past. And if you're thinking I'm only talking about drugs or alcohol, that's not the only thing. In fact, I will tell you, and yes, that would be included, but I will tell you that some of us have some things that control us time and time and time again and has nothing to do with sticking a needle in your vein or drinking something out of a bottle. It very much could be an attitude. It could be fear. It could be something that just grips us and controls us and it won't stop controlling us. And Jesus wants to set you free. I'm reminded that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Can you say amen? You cannot do this on your own. I got a strong personality, pastor. I think I can do it. No, not without the power of Jesus Christ. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need to give your life completely to Jesus. Give your life completely to Jesus. I'm going to say that word completely again. Never have I stood at the altar with a young couple as they're getting married, or an older couple as they're getting married, and say, do you now take this man to be your husband for most of the week? (laughs) Well, no. There's a commitment that's being made here, and that commitment is supposed to be a lasting commitment. That's why we're there. Because we're making this commitment before people that are watching and before God and to each other. And just like God, we're not saying, God, I will serve you like crazy on Sunday morning. Okay, folks, it's easy to serve God here. I said it's easy to serve God here. And if you find it difficult to serve God here, then we need to have a talk. But how about when you get out there? I want to challenge you to give your life completely to the Lord today. Make him your savior, but also make him your Lord. That's the place of deliverance. Being set free, being delivered from bondage comes when we give ourselves completely. We get out of Egypt. 
we take those steps and we let him set us free. Now, for many of you, it's just like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'm saved. Okay, you know, get to the other part. Okay, okay. Let me take you to this place. The place, I call this, not only the place of deliverance, but the place of difficulty. The place of difficulty. And I will tell you that for many, this is where the journey stops. Let me show you what I mean. Again, look at verse 22. It says, Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went to the Hilton. <laughs> Free buffet, pool, it was great. Nope. They went to the desert. And not only did they go to the desert, but for three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. How many of you would say that that is less than ideal? I just had a procedure done this past Friday where you got to go through some prep. You know what I'm talking about? It's not fun. And they say, now you need a liquid diet. And I said, just take the T off that word diet. That's what that is. That is liquid death is what I, I need a McMuffin and I need it quickly. And, and so all I, had, <laughs> all I had was Gatorade, chicken broth, and Jell-O. Okay, and I was allowed to eat Jell-O. This is what we give to uh, Al-Qaeda when we interrogate them, okay? This has been banned by the Geneva Council. I had something, but it was, not, what I'm trying to tell you wasn't very enjoyable. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, no, I won't say that joke. Um, but these people, and, and by the way, if you think Moses was leading a group of people this size, oh no, 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 no. Tens and tens of thousands of people. He's leading them, Okay. All tens and tens and tens of thousands of them have traveled not one day, not two days. Goodness, some of you can't go an hour without a Polar Pop, right? Or or a Starbucks with coffee that pretty much tastes like feet, but I digress. Some of you can't go one day without, or, or two days. Three days, there is no water. Talk about a difficulty. Talk about your situation getting uncomfortable. Have you been there? Maybe you're there now. You gave your life to Jesus Christ. He set you free. You know the word says he forgave you. But since making that decision, since crossing over that Red Sea, things have not been easy. Since you gave your life to Christ, things aren't as simple as they told me they would be. And if you heard on TV that if you give your life to Christ, everything will be easy and you'll get whatever you want, you need to give that book back. 
Because sometimes serving Jesus is hard. And sometimes when we serve Jesus, we go through difficult times that are not comfortable, that are not easy. And for some people, difficulties will derail our relationship with God. I've met plenty of people who have been pretty committed to God as long as they were comfortable. But as soon as they got into that desert and they had no water, as soon as they lost their job, as soon as their girlfriend broke up with them, as soon as trouble took place in their job, as soon as this happened, she was like, well, was it even worth it? Maybe I should just go back into bondage where I was before. And there are many people today not serving Jesus Christ because they never got out of the desert of Shur. They never got out of that place that they got uncomfortable. And I'm not minimizing what you've been through. I'm not minimizing what you're going through right now. A lot of us in here, we're going through some tough stuff, but here's what I know. Here's what I know. God is greater than the difficulty. God is greater than the desert. God is greater than my discomfort. God is greater than all of that. If I would just hang in there and stay faithful, there is an Elam waiting for me. There is a place with palm trees and springs of living water that are waiting for me if I would just hang in there. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. We've been through the place of deliverance and we've been through the place of difficulty. May I take you to site number three, which is the place of disappointment. So you're in a group of tens and tens and tens, thousands of people. And you're in a desert and no one's had any water for three days. And then what do you see? Oh my goodness, there's water. This is fantastic. And look how it goes in verse 23. When they came to Mara, they couldn't drink its water because it was bitter. That's, the play, that's why the place is called Mara. So catch this. You're walking. You're thirsty. You are, man, what I would do for a Diet Mountain Dew right now, Moses. Message Bible. And, uh, and then you, you finally, you finally, you and the other tens and tens and tens of thousands of people, you, you finally come to a place that has water. And it's undrinkable. How disappointing. It's one thing for me to go through this difficulty... But now, when I think I have found the answer, that answer hasn't worked out either. God, I didn't sign up for this. I just want to get out of bondage. I just want to go to heaven. I just wanted to have you change my life. I didn't realize that I was going to get uncomfortable. And then the thing that I thought was going to bring me comfort, I thought, the thing that I thought that was going to bring me health, the thing that I thought was going to make my life better, turns out it's, it's not it. 
that relationship that I thought was going to be so fulfilling, well, that didn't work out. That job, that, that pay increase that I thought was going to be so awesome, it, 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 I, I, I regret taking the job. That step that I took that I thought was going to be the right step for me to take, it's, it's, not, it's not what I thought it would be. This is so disappointing. How do we handle moments of great disappointment? Because I will tell you that they are coming. People will disappoint you. I promise you, people will disappoint you. Well, I just trust my political leaders. I trust the government. You're going to be disappointed. Well, I trust the stock market. Why? I think I could rely on this close relationship. Or, mm, I think I found my soulmate. Yes, he's everything I ever wanted. And that doesn't work out. Disappointment. Disappointment. You thought you'd be further in life, but disappointment. For many people, they'll get through the difficulty, but they can't handle the disappointment. Because the disappointment's a little bit more emotional. I thought God was going to answer this prayer the way that I told him to. And he didn't. I thought this was God's will, and, and, and whoa. And for many, they're so close to God's best, but they've never gotten over disappointment. Maybe that's you today. Maybe that is you today. You... Um, you did nothing wrong. But you're facing a major disappointment after a major difficulty. And now you're tempted just to give up. And the Lord would say to you, don't stop now. Because Elam is just down the road. There's a place with palm trees and springs of living water that are there for you. They are waiting for you. you don't, don't, don't stop here. My best, God would say, my best is ahead for you. Don't stop because you're disappointed in me or in other people. I want to lead you to a different place. And this place is an interesting place, by the way. Because God said, okay, I let him here. The water's bitter, but let's try to do something here. And I want to lead you, number four, to the place of decision. And this is a place that we decide, am I going to do things God's way or am I going to do things my way? How will I react? Once I've been delivered from Egypt, once I've been set free from the bondages that I was in, okay, 
Things have gotten difficult. Things have been disappointing. So how will you respond to those moments? And God takes Moses and the people of God to a very interesting spot here. Let's read it together, starting in verse 24. It says, So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Oh, poor Moses. Wow. Then verse 25, Moses did the right thing that a leader should do. Moses cried out to the Lord. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water and the water became fit to drink. And there the Lord issued a ruling and an instruction for them and put them to the test. Look what God said to all the people. Not just Moses, to all the people. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, not your eyes, in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands and keep all His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So we have tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of people that are cranky and thirsty. And that's not a good thing at all. If you've ever traveled with a toddler, you know that that could, be de- that, that, that could just be deadly. Let alone tens and tens and tens of thousands of people that are thirsty and frustrated. And who are they mad at? They're all mad at you. And Moses says, okay, God, uh, I need something here. And, and God, God directs Moses to do something. And I want you to get this, okay? God directs Moses to do something that makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, if you're driving in the car and your wife says, Honey, I'm thirsty. Okay? Or however she says it. I'm thirsty. <laughs> but however she might say it. Well, let me pull over here. Oh, good, good. There's some woods. (laughs) Honey, I got a branch. I'm going to throw this in the lake. I'll be right back. God told Moses, take a stick, take a piece of wood, and throw it in the water. Pause there. See, you know the end of the story. But the people of God didn't know the end of the story. All they're doing is say, Moses, we're thirsty. What are you doing with a stick? What's this about? Moses, this makes no sense. Get us some water. Go to Sam's Club or something. Quit picking up wood. Quit throwing stuff in the water. And let's take care of this problem. And here's the deal. God directed Moses to do something that made absolutely no sense. But Moses obeyed him anyway. So Moses took this wood and he threw it in the water. And then all the water became drinkable. What was bitter became better because 
Was there magic in the... No, no. We don't make a doctrine out of this, okay? So we're not going to like strip the trees of their bark and throw them in the Cuyahoga River for miracles, okay? We don't do that. But because God directed Moses to do something that was a little different, maybe I should put it this way, God directed Moses to do something that would go against what he would do normally. Have you ever been directed by God or his word to do something that goes against what you would do normally? Oh, not me. Oh, really? So when God tells you to forgive, oh, no, 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 pastor. (laughs) She's got it coming. Okay, so let's just skip that one. Okay, that's your piece of wood. That's your stick. That's your stick. You got to throw that in the water. I don't want to throw that in the water. I want to throw her in the water. God says, no, 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 no. (laughs) Do what I'm directing you to do. Maybe God's saying, you know what? I want you to give of your resources. I want you to give of your time. I want you to give of your talent. I want you to give of of your your money. I don't want to do that. I like my time. I really like my money. Well, I know this goes against how you would normally act, but do this and you'll be blessed. See, the question is, will I obey the Lord no matter how much it makes sense to me? Okay, thou shalt not kill. I doubt anybody's had a struggle with that this morning. Right? I mean, maybe Sunday school went rough. I don't know. So those are easy. But, but then there's co- those commands. You know, let's forget about these special revelations from God. Then there's those commands in God's word that are a little harder for us to obey. And what God said to the people of God applies now. If you do everything that this book says, if you be careful to not only listen to it, but also to obey it, I'll bless you. Will I do things my way or God's way? You see, Elam is just around the corner. And too many of us are still holding on to these sticks. I don't want to throw the stick. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to obey. I don't want to do this. It, 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 no, that, that, that goes against everything that I've been raised to do. That's perfect. Throw it in the water. Throw it in the water. Obey him, even when it goes against what seems natural to you. And then finally, finally they reached the place of destination. (laughs) See, but here's the deal. Many of us, we want to go right from the Red Sea, ta-da, oh, palm trees. Mm. And that's not how the journey goes. We want to go right from the Red Sea, getting saved, 
giving our lives to Christ, committing our lives to Christ fresh and anew again, and all of a sudden, whoo, let's bask in some blessings. And we don't realize that trip is a lot longer. And that pathway is a lot more rugged than we thought it would be. And there's a place of, 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 of difficulty there. And there's a place of disappointment there. And you'll be brought to a place at times of decision there. But if, if you'll just hang in there, if you'll tell yourself, Phil, don't stop now. There's a place. There's a place that God has for you that you've been waiting for for a long time. Verse 27, they came to Elam. There were 12 springs and 70 palm trees and they camped there near the water. God will bring you to the destination but you got to do things his way. God will bring you to your destination. God will bring you to Elam. He will take us to our destination. He will answer that prayer. He will bless us. I believe that he will prosper us. He will answer the prayer that we've had. He will heal us. He will restore what we've been wanting him to restore. He will do so much. He will take us to the place of refreshing and restoration and, and health again. He'll take us there, but, but we got to do it his way. We got to throw the stick in the water. We, we, we got to get past the place of, of disappointment. We got to get past the place of, of difficulty. We got to pass the test of the place of decision. We, we, we got to get through all these spots. But if we do, there's a destination that God has for you. And it may not even be what you're expecting, but He has it for you. If we will do things His way. What's your Elam? Jonathan, can you help me? What, what, what is your Elam? Where, where, does, where does God want to take you? What is God's best for your life? What have you been praying for? What have you been hoping for? What have you been trusting God for? And... and I'm telling you, that destination is there, but some of us, we've never gotten past the setbacks. We, we've never gotten past the place of difficulty. Or maybe we got through that, but then it seemed like the answer was so disappointing. And we've never gotten over the disappointment that we thought everything was going to be okay. And it wasn't okay. So then on top of that, God reminds us in his word or he directs us to do something that is so beyond us. It's so different from us. It's, it's so contrary to us. And, 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 and he says, yeah, yeah, do, do this. Obey me. But I'm telling you, friends, if you will make the decision to not stop at the place of difficulty and to not stop at the place of disappointment... And don't you dare stop at that place of decision where he's just trying to do something 
good through your obedience. If you'll make the decision to keep going, Elam, Elam, that place is there. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Your miracle is coming. The answer is coming. The finish line's there. You just can't see it yet. Don't stop now. Could you stand with me? Jesus, I'm asking in the next few seconds... that you would speak to people who have stalled out on this journey. They've not reached the destination, but God, they've stalled out in some other place. Lord, I'm asking you today, you would pick them up, spiritually dust them off, and God, bring them to that place, to Elam, to that place of your best. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just wonder today, you'll say, you know what? I feel like those Israelites. I know there's a finish line. I know there's a destination. I know Elam is, is, is ahead, but not there yet. And pastor, if I'm being honest, it's getting kind of tough. Please pray for me. Who can we pray for today? You'll say, pastor, that's me. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. Are there others? Pray for I'm not even saying you did something wrong. This journey's tough. The water's bitter. You've been let down. You've been disappointed. You didn't ask for this. Here you are. A lot of hands went up. I just want to tell you that if you'll just hang in there, if you'll just do what the Lord says to do, Elam is closer than you think. Elam is closer than you think. So I'm going to pray. Jonathan's going to uh, play and maybe sing, and and I'm just going to encourage you. If you need to pray, because you're kind of stalled out in this journey, whichever place it is, can I encourage you to ask God to help you today? I'm going to pray for you, but, but can you ask God to help you today? And friend, please know that it's not God's will for you to stay stuck in any place, to set up camp in any place except for Elam. God has a place for you to go. God has a place for you to be restored. Don't stop now. If you need to pray, I want to encourage you to do so. When God releases you, 
you can consider yourself dismissed to fellowship in the lobby, if you would, so we don't disturb those who might be praying. Lord Jesus, I ask you that you would touch your people. God, some of us, we've gotten a little stalled out. We've been disappointed. This road that you have for us, it it seemed a little difficult, and we're wondering if we can keep going. Lord, help us to not stop now. God, some of us, we're at that place where you are directing us to do something that maybe goes against who we are. It goes against what our comfort level is. But Lord, I pray as we throw that into the water, Lord, that you would bring miracles. So help us to obey you, Jesus. Meet with your people as we pray. Meet with your people as we pray and help us to leave here knowing that Elam is just around the corner. And it's in your name that we ask this, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you need to pray, do so right now.